Pancake Morning here on Stream of Thought, episode number 94. And today, Victor and I delve into the world of Kiwanis. Yeah. And a, a cool little breakfast that took place at a local church Free nearby. Free pancake breakfast. Free pancake breakfast. And my goodness, uh, we didn't expect it to be an eventful encounter, but I think it gave us quite yeah. a bit of talking about A couple this. interesting inter, uh, interactions oh, that we fascinating had. Fascinating interactions. And then we spend most of the time, or the rest of the time, Playing a little game of three wishes, three wishes that we could have, and the answers will surprise you. Mm, just rub that lamp yeah. and see what comes there, out. It's fun. It's enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So <laughs> you just heard that. <laughs> just. All right. Episode 94. Sure thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> Let's just get into the episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. It's been quite the experience. That was great. Saturday morning, a little bit of of pancakes going on. Kiwanis free pancake breakfast. At Methodist Church. That Riggs almost didn't want to go to. You know, it is is a funny sort of series of events. This is what happened. I go to Riggs' house, pick him up. I said, hey, where's Methodist Church at? Uh, It's, uh, uh, why? Free pancake breakfast. Let's go. Uh, no, I just want to record. But then we leave his house and he's like, you know what? Turn around. I'm going to change clothes and we'll go. And we go. And what happened? Who'd you run into? It was, uh, it was an incredible experience. So first of all, my mom was there. Yeah. Cause she was going with a, a friend, but then I ended up seeing a, a guy who I hadn't seen in years. Um, cause before that you said, you know what, if you want to go and we like, this is a sign, like we'll, we'll go, we'll go. There's a reason for us to go. There's a reason you brought it up. And so even before we had gotten there, I was like, you know what, why not? It's my last couple of hours yeah. in, in the area. So why not? Like, let's do it. And so, uh, came across, ended up meet, uh, seeing uh, Jack Breezer who is like an elder of the church that I grew up in. He's known me since I was a baby. Like, he's always been wow. there. Like, and so getting a chance to run into him, because he had to deal with uh, chemotherapy uh, from cancer a couple of years ago. So the last that I had heard um, years ago is that he was still recovering, and so was kind of in uh, a weaker state in recovery, and the prognosis was uncertain. And so to see him here, like, he comes up to the table, I look up, and I'm like... That's the same face that I've yeah. known since childhood. Like it's the same. Like oh my god! And so I don't know if you saw my face, but like yeah, you lit up. I mean, my god! I like I felt like just joy at seeing this this uh, this fatherly type figure that, I, that yeah. I hadn't seen in years. And so ended up getting up, giving him a hug. Man, he gave he gave a strong hug. He yeah. gave him a firm hug, burly hug, a burly hug. He is he is still doing great. You know, just. Sped away afterwards. He's just like, hey, you know, want him to say hi? Like, we miss you. Like, and he walked up. Was it after that one guy who came up and? Oh yeah, that no. Was, this, this I was, was like really... the cherry on top yeah. of what, what was a very <laughs> um, interest, interesting experience because we yeah. go in and uh, I, I tell I tell Victor, it's like, oh, I think my mom's there. Yeah. Like as we're heading there, and Victor's response is, you know, I just want to go in, like eat some pancakes and go. Like I don't want to get sucked into like weird conversations with random people. Yeah. Or, like talk to your mom for a couple of minutes and then get, you know, talk and then to her. she leaves and, and we're talking and to her friends for like another, another half hour, half or, something hour or something like that. And 
that didn't happen. However, we we got we walked in. We Victor assumes that it's uh, like a buffet style, so you like get your own well. Yeah, I thought like it was that. a boy scout so last time. We're, yeah. we're we're standing around like a bunch of doofuses, like yeah. not not knowing what everyone else seems to know, which is you just take a seat and they serve yeah. you kind of thing. And so we're looking at each other like, uh, what do we do? And then a uh, guy comes up. He's like, hey, uh, like, wh- what do you guys, what do you guys want? And it's like, oh, well, we're just here for pancakes. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, take the, take these seats. Right. And they happen to be right there at the very on, end of the, the, table. End of the yeah. table, in the most prominent spot of like, yeah, right in no front one, of where the kitchen is. Where, yeah. Right in front of where the kitchen is. Yeah. And there's not, there's no one sitting in the seats like, like directly next to us. Yeah. So there's like, we're, at, we're kind of on an island. Yes. It's like, it's clear yes. that we are like segmented. So it's great because anybody walking out of the kitchen will see like, oh, these guys might need more juice, right more away. pancakes, oh, my goodness. butter. Like, we had what? Like three people come up and ask. Yeah. Three or four people yeah. come up and ask. Yeah. Uh, hey, you guys good? Like, no, we're good. Your no, friends just good. came up. Yeah. And it, this is also like staffed by, uh, or run by, uh, I, I guess they're Kiwanis kids or something like that. Big, probably. But they're, they're like, it, did they're you like see high it? school age. They were, and I didn't really see like any. Glenbard South. Yeah, Glenbard, like high schoolers or whatever, run, running it. And we're helping it. Yeah. And <clears throat> in my experience going to this, I, I've been to it a couple of years, and it all was very polite. Like, it's a very yes. friendly environment. It's just a really great experience. But we're sitting there, and we're, we're waiting for the pancakes. And this is before I see Jack, and we're just sitting there. We had just said hi to my mom, and so we're we're hanging out. This was after we had said hi, right? Yeah. And yeah, so it's in the, it's in the middle. We're just <clears throat> we're just chatting, and a guy a guy just uh, walks walks up to the table and stands there for a moment. I see this dude in moment. the corner of I see this guy in the corner of my eye standing there, and I'm just like, nope, I'm just gonna keep eating right now because I know. Being in a church, like, this is Rick's domain, so I'm going to let him take the lead on, really? on any interactions that we have. Really? Yeah, on any oh, interactions wow. we have. Because when we walked in, too, I was, I was like, kind of confused because we walked in, there's, like, a couple different tables that people are sitting at, and it looked like they have, like, lock boxes, and there's, like, some papers. So I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. Like, do we see them? And I turn, and all of a sudden, like, you're already halfway down to where the table is. I'm like, okay, Rick knows exactly what he's doing. Um, so I just followed you. Okay. And then you're sitting okay. there. And then you're like, I was like, oh, this is smart. Like, I guess we walk through this door to go to the kitchen because I'm thinking it's a buffet. He's like, okay, where do you want to sit? I'm like, what, wait, what? I just, where are the pancakes? Where are the pancakes? We sit down. This guy is asking us, like, what we would like, sausage or juice or whatever. Super, when you walk into th- these places again, like, everyone, super friendly. Very good friendly. auras from everybody. Yeah. This one guy walks up. He starts talking. Within, like, five seconds, I'm like, there's something off. This guy. <laughs> this guy is, like, a little weird. I mean, he was also very friendly when he approached us. Is like I forget what he had said to o- his opening statement. His, 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 his opening statement, his... Uh, his pitch or his hook, so to speak, <laughs> was something like, "It's like, oh, you two young men are, you know, look like men of honor." Yes, you look like men of honor. I just want to let first you know. Thing he said to us, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Like that's probably oh. what gave you an indication there was something off. It's like that's not normally how you. Well, open a honestly, I honestly like my first, <laughs> my first guess was like he was walk in his brain. He was walking by and like. God told him to come say hello to us because he was friendly, but he was a little like the 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 level of friendly was like a little on the uh, loopy side. Like a little there bit. was there was an, an like, intention without an intention to talk to us. Yeah, like he he had a mission to like engage us. 
but it, he didn't know where that what? mission was leading to. Exactly. It's like, I'm exactly. going to engage them and see what happens. And It was almost like he was expecting us to then, like... Res- respond and... Respond in a certain way and yeah. lead the conversation. And he didn't know what to do because he just kept saying the same thing over again. Yes. And it was just like, after a while, I was like, this is just... Weird. The whole interaction was probably odd. a total of like maybe three minutes at most. I feel like yeah, it w- it most. was but it much felt, longer than it necessary. Felt like it really dragged out because uh, he turned away twice. I think yeah, like like to go, but then he turned back and uh, he you know, turned so away and he took a couple steps stepped, and then yeah, he and walked then back, walked back, and um, w- like one of those times he's like, oh, so what's your names, like kind of thing, yeah, and then another time. Um, He's like, He's like, you're like, Ricks. Uh, what? Yeah, Ricks, R-I-X. I'm like, oh, my name is Victor. Victor. Uh, and then I stopped paying attention for a second, and he's just like, uh, you know, blah, 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 C-H-S. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, he was spelling the name that I thought he that he heard, that he thought he heard. I'm like, no, Victor. Oh, Victor, okay. Yeah, and you, you, um, Ricks, okay. Yeah, again, you guys are men of honor. You look like fine, genuine men. I'm like, bro. Like, you said this five times already. And it's like, well, yeah, and I'm trying to figure out a response that's just like, well, thank you, I guess. Yeah, I'm looking down at my pancakes eating, and I'm kind of looking at Rick's and looking at this guy through the corner of my eye and seeing what Rick's is going to do. Because, like, I mean, it's not like I haven't gotten those comments before in in a professional setting. So, like, deflection is kind of something that you're taught from an early... Yes. It's to be, like, people may say, like, really awkward things of, like... Like, you're a great yeah. young person. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you don't know me, like, kind of thing. But at the same time, you, you'd be like, you know, they, they mean well. Like, they yes. have a good intention. You don't want to be, like, mean to them because, you know, they're they're talking to you because yeah. they feel like they're meant to talk to you for some reason and all that. It's like, okay, like, I'm like, well, what's your name? And it's like, my, and uh, he's like, I, I teach piano here. I'm just waiting for oh, a student yeah. to arrive. I, dude, I was so hoping that you weren't like, oh, Victor, Victor plays a little bit of piano. I was so hoping you I were not piano, going to say that. No, I wasn't looking to him. Like, there. But yeah, no, I, I was like, yeah, he seems like um, a man who is directed by the voice of God to engage people. Like, he feels, he feels called to do, yeah. do certain things. And, yeah, I mean, it, it just, I, I, I know, the, like, it, those type of people are not unfamiliar to me. Yeah. But it was, like, it was a very jarring experience to have that happen so many years out of ministry. Because, like, you're used to dealing with those type of people on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And, what, four years, three years later? Like, yeah. Ah, yes, I remember this type of person. I was thinking, too, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to judge this guy right away. Maybe he's, you know, he's an old, he was maybe in his, what, early 70s, probably late 60s. Late 60s, yeah. And, um, and my, one of my thoughts was that, you know what? Maybe this guy, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, like, this guy's super weird. But you know what? Maybe he's just trying to step out of his comfort zone, meet and talk to new people. And when you're doing something new for the first time, it's not always smooth. You know what I'm saying? Well, so yeah, I, but evangelists, he struck me as an evangelist, somebody who goes out and spreads the word, right? Okay. Who like, likes talking about that yeah. sort of stuff. And that's probably maybe why he was probing. It's like, well, if they say something Jesus-y, like, ah, I can have a Christian, ah, I, got him, yeah. I can have a Christian conversation with these folks. They are young men of honor yeah. because they follow the Lord. Um, kind of thing. Uh, I'm guessing that that's sort of what the subconscious, because as he was going to go, he's like, you know, he said, he said something like, you know, religious, uh, towards the end. He's like, have a, you know, like go, you know, like let, peace be with you. Or <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, but I responded, I was like, thank you. And like, have a blessed day or something like that. And he turns back and there's a look you couldn't see cause you were kind of, faced. Yeah. but he looked, he's like, 
like his eyes were like hmm. they like oh well he just said something he he said he said a trigger word yeah like, have a blessed day like for evangelicals i'm going back it's a for trigger round word. two <laughs> no, for round four <laughs> round four round yeah. four yeah uh, so as soon as I said that, I started looking at I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. And so I looked away immediately because it was like, like it, he's, he, I, I don't know. It, it looked like in his eye, he got the answer he was yeah. looking for. And I just looked uh, away. Ha, ha. And so I was like, ah, yeah. gotcha. So I, uh, yeah, because also near the end, um, I, I just remember like looking down and like you talking to him. And I remember like, even you were trying to like pull something out of your ass to like talk to with this guy because you saying something, and and then you reply with like, "Yeah, it's a you know great community organizations like this getting to like some bullshit answer that like oh, you so generic, just so generic that you just oh, kind like, of it's say a wonderful event. that you just kind of say to just kind of put some fluff in the air, you know, hoping that that would satisfy this his, guy's yeah. uh, curiosity. you know curiosity and and walk away. But it was odd. It was, <laughs> it was it was weird. It was a it was a great experience though. It was, that yeah. was fun. It was it was ran, it was filled with uh, f- like very memorable experiences. Yeah. Wow, I did not expect that heading in, but no, there was a reason. But what we I listened. did like was the that guy who uh, served me the pancakes, the the middle aged gentleman who we interacted with. Um, going back to like again, he was just super good. Or like it made it. It made him happy to serve us. Like, hey, would you like... He was just so... Because yeah. there was a difference between, you know... Yeah. There's a difference between that guy serving us and, like, if you're at a restaurant or oh something God, like that. such a difference. Because he... You could tell he was, like, really taking his time. He was engaging. He wanted... He wasn't just serving you. He was serving. Yes. Like, he was serving. Yes. When, he, was like, a, yes he was being exactly. a... Yes. He was being, like, a servant. Of, of service yes. to others. Yes. yes, And... Which is, like, the embodiment. It's like, yeah, a totally different vibe. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful cool. thing. Yeah, I forgot how how wonderful yeah. an event like that is. Yeah, so. and then like after him, like three or like four, I think it was like three different high school girls came up. Like, are you good? Can we get anything? Like, your friend was just here like ten seconds. Ago. <laughs> yeah, we're no. good. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank though. you so much. Um, yeah, so Methodist Church Kiwanis pancake breakfast. Yeah. for Mother's Day, great. I think they said they do it every weekend. year for Mother's Day, right? Mother's Day weekend. Yep, great job. Yeah, I'm so happy that shout out. Yeah, shout out to Victor Marquez. Shout out, shout out. Yeah, I was funny because you were like, "No, I want to record," and I was like, "I could do that, but I kind of want to go to this pancake breakfast." I did not expect the fruits of (laughs) our journey to be as bountiful as they were. Yeah, Yeah, wonderful thing. So, um, real quick, yes, uh, if you could, if you found a, a genie with a lamp. Or if you just had three wishes, what would they be? Oh, my God. Three wishes. Okay, well, let, let's set the parameters because I feel like uh, the wish game tends to be a little uh, okay. vague, right? Okay. Because, like, people can wish for, like, very generic stuff. Let's be a little cruel in okay. this scenario and say you got to be, like, precise with your wish. Yes. Like, you, you, if you wish for something, we're going to play the game of if you wish for – like I was telling you, uh, you know uh, – if you wish for eternal life, right, a right. nuclear bomb, right, will right, right, hit, right, right, hit the Earth tomorrow, and you'll be the only one left for the rest of eternity. Like, you got to be precise with what. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I keep thinking though, like I could wish this, I could wish that, but if I wish for all the money in the world, like that's, I could make my other wishes come true. Yeah, well, and and that's the thing too is that like I feel like one of my wishes is inevitably going to cover, like, something around money or something around mm. finances, right? And I'm like, well, what's the best way to, like, 
think about it. Because I don't care about having unlimited money. Like, for me, when you... Seeing those people who are billionaires and trillionaires or whatever the case is, you know, the wealthiest people in the world. Um, money Jeff for that, Bezos, like 600-something billion Money is dollars. just a number for yeah. them. It's about power. So, like, money becomes insignificant after a certain level. Like, yeah. once, you, once you become a billionaire, money becomes more or less insignificant. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, well, I guess I would want to be free of financial constraints. That doesn't mean necessarily, like, having unlimited money. But it's like, I'm not the kind of person who's like, if you give me a million dollars, I'm going to run out and... Um, Buy a bunch of shit. Go to France, buy a bunch of shit, you know, buy some houses, cars, stuff like that. I just want to live life sort of, you know, on life's terms. And being free of financial constraints would allow me the opportunity to do that. I was thinking it would be really cool, like, because we were saying how my laptop, my laptop is like the, the model, just MacBook, but it's like a late 2008 model. Yeah. And so it's coming up on 10 years. And it still works great. It does. It works phenomenally. But it is just a little bit slow when you're opening up large programs like Logic Pro or GarageBand. But it still functions, you know, almost flawlessly. Yeah. But it's great. But I was thinking, like, how great would it be? Like, am I a millionaire? I don't need to be a millionaire. But how great would it be, like, oh, I need to go get a new laptop and not even think about how much it costs. Yeah. And just brand new laptop just and not even to work. the one that's best for you. It's like just not even get not the have one to that's worry most expensive. It. It's just... Yeah. What's the one that suits you the best that will meet your needs yeah. and like, do what you want to do? Because, yeah. Or, like, yeah. Uh, not that I have to, like, travel the world all the time, but it's like, I think, you know, I think this week, I'm, th- I'm just going to buy a business class ticket and, you know, go to Asia and Europe for a couple weeks and just stay in the nicest hotels and eat the best restaurants and you just come back and just, then I'll mow the lawn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing I would for sure do... If I had three wishes, and I'll stay, I'll stay away from money for because then it'll be more interesting. Okay. My first wish, for sure, hands down, one wish would be that would be to completely eradicate animal cruelty at all levels. Number one wish. Wow. Across the fucking across the board. Wow. Animal cruelty. What do you define as animal cruelty? Um, I mean, it's pretty self-defining, yes. Well, animal cruelty could be like you kill an animal to eat it. Yeah. That could be considered cruel. Well, Are we all going to be vegans then? No, no, no. I mean, that's out of, you know, I would be okay. I mean, You're talking about in the spirit of like the Native Americans where it's like if they kill a buffalo, yes. they're going to use every single yes. part of the yes. buffalo. Yes. And they don't need to mass produce buffaloes. Correct. Because... They're using the resources that they have available, and that's sufficient. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You ex- said said it exactly. Okay. Um, Interesting. And yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. And I think of like all the stray. Um, well, this goes along with animal cruelty a little bit, but like I just I just want all the animals. I'll say this. I just this will cover all bases. I just want all the animals in the world to be happy. That's my number one wish. To, for wish all animals be in the world to be happy. That would then, you know, pretty much get rid of all of the farm animals that feel like shit that are mass produced and kept in, you know, um, never see the, the light of day. That would include, you know, uh, 
animals here in the suburbs that their owners don't play with them enough or like they're just at a doggy daycare all day or like they're in their kennel all day. That includes um, any animal, a lot in South America, like stray dogs and cats just all over the place. Like just want them to be, be friends with each other and have people randomly like find them and like give them a, like take them home, give them a bath feed them a meal, and they go back on the street to play with their friends. Sounds kind of like Eden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Um, I'll get naked and play in the garden. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, animal happiness. Wow. Yeah, number one. That for is sure. fascinating. Uh, I would say it's so interesting because this actually wasn't something that I had been thinking about until you started talking about thinking outside the box with like animal cruelty Mm because like you think life money like personal personal stuff right and you went macro you went like society okay yeah yeah. and it's like i think i would wish for women to hold a majority of power Mm. across the world very interesting and not and to have the ability to reorient the kill or be killed structure that the current global political and cultural climates okay exist like where it's a male dominated like very like yeah like you got to be the strongest one kind of like winning or losing right mm-hmm. that they would be able to that majority of women and they would be able to reorient the structures of the rules of the game in the way that they understood okay. and saw fit okay that's a very good one wow I feel like that- could very well I would solve be all, all for that. I really think that that could solve all of society's problems. Like, if you think um, from a sense of when you have more women in, in power than men, the structure tends to be more collegial, friendly, and mutual, mutually building as mm-hmm. opposed to com- competitive of, like, you win or you lose. It's we can all win because a rising tide lifts all boats. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, solving diseases, like ending poverty, like... All these sort of like basic fundamental things that we have the capabilities of doing. You have all these uh, Bill Gates and all these uh, wealthy billionaires who are like, like I may be a billion, like I may be a billionaire, but I don't have all the money to solve these problems. But it's easy to do. All you need to do is like organize society in this particular mm-hmm. way, and it's like it would be so much easier to do. I think if women were in charge. Wow. Personally, I. That's just. I will agree 100% with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 wasn't, sure, I wasn't sure how you would uh, you would react to that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it struck me. I think that would be probably be my number one wish. Yeah. That is very cool. Yeah. Uh, another wish that I have, it, it um, kind of goes a little bit with the animal happiness. It, it um, intersects a little bit with the animal happiness. But that everybody on Earth would just be completely aware more aware of their of their actions that they that people don't really you know think about too much for example like i think of littering i can't stand litter i can't stand litter dude it drives me nuts and if people were just more aware of like for example like with plastic and plastic water bottles and how that shit always gets recycled. I think there's something real crazy like I don't I have to look this up, but I heard that there's so much stuff that get that gets recycled that there's not enough stuff to produce to recycle everything that gets recycled. 
I think I've heard that, yeah. So let's say, like, for example, for every 10 plastic bottles that get recycled, only, I don't know, I'm just making this up, only seven of them can actually be recycled and turned into, like, notebooks or another bottle, and the other three just get thrown in the garbage or something weird like that. Mm -hmm. Well, and a lot of times, too, you do have stuff that people throw in recycling that is not, like, washed, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, if you throw a can in there that's not washed, they have to throw it in the garbage. Yeah. They can't recycle that. Yeah. Um, And so you have... Like, people just not understanding how recycling works, and they think that they're doing it. Like, they have a can of soup or whatever. It's like, oh, I'll just toss it in the no, recycling. you got to throw it in the washer and then throw it in the recycling. You, you, you have something. to wash it out. Yeah, you have to get all the crap out, and then you toss it. But people don't generally do that. Same thing, too, like, at, um, like on a more, uh, on, a, on a smaller scale, like, I hate when people think that they can just make a mess because it's someone else's job to clean up after them. Oh, my God. leaving a filthy hotel room. Oh, my God. Or, like, at the movie theater and just... entitlement. Yes, and just, like, making a mess with your popcorn and food and leaving... Or even at a baseball game and and just leaving shit all over the place. Yeah. I can understand peanut shells because those are biodegradable. But, like, just leaving your crap all over the place for other people to clean up. Yes. How much time and money can be saved if you just clean up after yourself? And I think there's a difference from the occasional absent, absent-mindedness of, like, you know, okay, maybe I forgot to, like, clean out the mini fridge of, like, that I right. had. Like, like I, I brought a meal back from the yeah. restaurant and I accidentally left it in there. Yeah. Like, that stuff happens all the time. Like, that's fine. But to just be like, well, I don't care how how messy my room gets. And, you know, in fact, I may even, like you know, go out of my way to make a mess because I know that I'm not going to be responsible for taking care of it. Like, those that have the intentional mindset of, oh, like, if if I was in my own home, I would not do this. But because I am in a place where I know someone else will take right, care of me, right. I feel no moral, like, qualms about right. acting in that way. It's like, well, you know, I would probably try and act similar in a place like a hotel. yeah in the same way that I would act at home. Exactly. You know, I'm not going to be jumping on the bed or, like, you know, throwing shit off the wall. It's like, no, because that's just not... I wouldn't do that in my own home. So it's like my, um, basic stuff. My buddy, uh, one of my friends from college, we were uh, at a... One of my other friends from college was getting married. And we're in this town, I think it was, like, in Michigan. Um, and we're in a hotel. And my buddy Nishida's like, yeah, dude, uh, we had a cot delivered to our hotel room because it was like, you know, my wife and I and our kids and my mom was staying in our room mm-hmm. as well. And so I had my mom, we had a cot, you know, and they have the cot and there's already like sheets and stuff on it, you know, the type they roll in and unfold. And I think he said like, she discovered a pair of like dirty underwear in the cot. And so I told the hotel about this and uh, I was and he's not the type that would be, like, irate. He was like, hey, guys, this happened. Like, uh, I just want to let you guys know, but I, w- I will be, you know, how am I going to be compensated for this because this is unacceptable, you know? And so I think he got, like, his um, – oh, something – he got, like, his room one or two – one or both nights comped or something weird like okay. that. Yeah. And then, like, something else happened. Like a real weird thing again that was like this is like dirty or this is super what the hell. Like something else happened. Yeah. And then I I think they also then gave him like a few bottles of a couple bottles of wine or something weird like that. But um that just reminded me of when you were talking about hotel rooms, because I do I one time uh when I was a kid I like opened up the closet and I found a pair of like dirty underwear in the closet. <laughs> 
are you serious? It's like dirty ass panties with uh, what do they call uh, streak mark like shit stain marks on it. It's like no. fucking women's panties. No, yeah. I was like eight years old. I was like, what the fuck is this? No, in a where was this? It was like in the it was in the closet, you know, like where you hang your coat. Just a and random hotel room, or yeah, like this, like this wasn't like a four star hotel or anything. I don't. It wasn't. No, I mean, like, we, a, was it a uh, like a it was probably motel like a Hilton six or, or something? No, it was never a motel. It was a never, Hilton. We never stayed There's in motels. Streaky underwear. We always in stayed in like nice, like nicer, oh not like super God. extravagant hotels. But like, what did you do about it? Hey, I just left it there. <laughs> You didn't. You didn't call no, up or anything no. like that. It's so interesting though that your friend is like, "Well, what are you going to do to comp me? Like, what are you going to yeah. do to like compensate for your actions?" Yeah. Kind of thing. It's I think fun. that's. That was a few years ago. I think that's what happened. But it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because kind of a tangent note. Um, there was a recent uh, article that I read on uh, Vice News. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of Vice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was this writer who was talking about uh, the. Uh, is, is is there such thing as too much free pizza? And he was explaining his foray into how he basically just gets free pizzas now, more or less. Because when you order from a fast food chain, you, like, uh, a lot of times they'll get the order wrong. Or mm-hmm. something will be wrong about the, the pizza. Like, something will be wrong. Yeah. And so, like, if you order, if you're somebody who orders pizza a lot, like, you know, couple times a week or something like that um inevitably there's going to be something wrong with the order at some point or like they can't get there they can't get to you for like two hours or Mm -hmm. something like that whatever the case is apparently all you have to do and i think he was talking about papa john's but a lot of the major chains are like this all you have to do is contact like the generic customer support thing and say this was the issue with my order like i wasn't totally satisfied and he was talking about how like he would get a free coupon for pizza. And so it was like a cycle thing where he would be using the free coupons for pizza and those orders of the free pizza would be coming in incorrect. And then he would let the, the generic support email know that that order was wrong and he would get more coupons for free. So it was just this endless supply but of free he, pizza. But they were actually getting them wrong again. or he would just say... No, no, no. It was, there was like, there was normal, like it ended up building to the point where eventually he was getting so many coupons for free pizzas because what would happen is that the generic customer support like tends to be manned of like if you have a complaint... Apparently, their standard practice is to comp you a pizza the next time. Mm-hmm. And so anytime there's any issue at all, ranging from the order to the delivery to the service to anything else, like anything that there is an issue yeah. with, if you say that there's a complaint about the pizza to the corporate system, then you will get a response from them a couple days later with a coupon for a free pizza later or something like that. Or like 85% off or something, yeah. something crazy like that. And he was talking about how... Basically, it's the system that just, it, it's the uh, never-ending cycle of endless pizza. However, he told a friend about this, and a friend tried to do this, and after uh, at one point, he ended up uh, emailing the store where he got the pizza from directly, and uh, it was at that point, the author of the article was like, so the one thing that you need to make sure that you never do if you want free pizza, 
make sure you never talk to a human being. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is the mistake you should never make. Yeah. Because as soon as you talk to a human being and they look into it, it's like, oh my god, they've gotten so many pizzas, the loop closes. <laughs> no more free pizzas for you. Yeah. But as long as it's in the automated system of yeah. if you've got feedback and something went wrong with your order, the automated system is going to just keep churning out yeah. free pizzas. You talk to a person, it's like, wait just a second, you've just gotten like $700 of free pizzas from us. Yeah. And that's not going to happen anymore. And then they closed off the loop. Make customer happy, happy customer, right. free pizza, Robot. free pizza, yep. free pizza. Yep. But then, yeah, it's over. So anyway, it's like, it's very interesting that you can totally, like, take did advantage I, um, of the Did I tell you about that time in services? college? Yeah, oh, yeah, taking advantage of stuff for sure. <laughs> but um, this was like a one-time thing in college. Did I ever tell you about when we got free pizza from Domino's? No. Because uh, we were, so we, in my senior year of college... We lived right next door to Domino's, and there was a driveway in between our house and their um, establishment. Oh, so like literally, yeah, right next it to was, Domino's. yeah, because and um, wow, and because like because it was on it was on a hill, so like their their um, their <laughs> restaurant was like level with our second floor of the house because they were on it was like a hill going down. Okay. Yeah, and what happened was one time like um, this. Guy, this delivery guy from we're all hanging out outside and this delivery guy from Domino's was like hey move your car we need you to move your car we're like it's not our car he's like and it's, the situation escalated very quickly oh I do re- I was like move your car and this guy Jim who's like just super like oh 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 like hey bro it's not a fucking car I brought you back up hey fuck you asshole no fuck you and this thing just escalated and um, my buddy Tommy he's always trying to like dabble Always trying to take advantage of the system, always cooking up something, and uh, he emails Domino's corporate. Yep, and is like, "Hey, this happened. I don't appreciate us being treated like this. We come to Domino's so often. This and that, that and this." And he's, you know, telling the infamous, you know, half truth. He didn't tell him that our friend was egging on the the delivery guy who was then egging on us and it was just this endless cycle between one between two individuals. Yes, but who the, were both in the wrong. And who that guy didn't even live at our house, Jim. And we're just standing there like, what the hell is going on? And so then um Domino's, like their their district manager like their district manager of that area emailed him back and was like, We're so sorry, or the regional manager, like, you know, next time you go in, like we'd like to buy you guys you know, comp you five pizzas of whatever you want, any topping, any time, five, you know, large or extra large pizzas, whenever. And eventually, like, we're like, oh, cool. And then like, a couple weeks later, we got the large pizzas for free. It's like, this is amazing. And um, it was just like, oh, Not wow. the same delivery like, guy, right? No, no, no. <laughs> that would have been like, hilarious. Pick it up. I think, what, okay. I think the guy got fired or something. Like, wow. I think they were looking for a reason to fire that oh, guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, if he's, he's going to try and get in a fight with, yeah. like, some frat kids while he's but on guess whose car yeah. it was? It was Bill's car. That he was at our house and like he had parked it in the Domino's lot of all people, and it was yes. something weird. Totally. Like it wasn't parked forward all the way, so they couldn't get. It was some weird thing. Yeah, the, the, like just but inconvenient a enough. Sm- like, a small matter no, that course. easily could have been avoided escalates into this huge thing. Tommy hits up Domino's corporate. We get free pizza. Well, you know what's very interesting is that Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. has a personal email address: Jeff at Amazon.com. Really? He reads all of the emails that are sent to him at jeff at Amazon.com. 
thousands upon thousands of emails. Yeah, he doesn't respond to them all, but he he looks through them or has a secret probably has a secretary mm-hmm. look through it, and the secretary will like weed out the ones of like oh there's like if for example you had a Amazon driver get stuck in your ditch yeah, next yeah. to your house for example twice yeah <laughs> and I were to email Jeff at Amazon.com it's possible that he could look into that and. What he does is he sends he sends an email to the per- person who's directly under him who runs the region or whatever with the subject title of just a question mark. And apparently all the employees at Amazon, like, dread the question mark email because you're supposed to drop everything that you're doing and, like, deal with that email because it's implied there is a problem. Directly from Jeff. Directly from Jeff Bezos. There is a problem. Why is this a problem? Fix this problem. Right now. And so they're supposed to drop everything. And so what the managers do then is they pass it down the line and they send the question mark email to their their inferiors and their inferiors then have to drop everything that they do. So it quickly just goes down the chain of command yeah. to the person who's most directly responsible who can actually fix the issue. Mm-hmm. And But it's supposed to be done immediately. Like as soon as you get the question mark email from Jeff Bezos, Whoa. like you fix it or you're gone. Like you do it within the day. Wow. It's crazy. But yeah, he does. I wonder how quickly that email – you know, goes down immediately. They're like, it's, it's like, uh, like, like red, within red minutes. alert kind of thing within minutes. Yeah. It goes down to exactly who it needs the to right go person. To. It's like, question mark. Oh fuck. No. <laughs> like you get a text on your phone, check your fucking email. Yeah, like kind yeah. of thing, like immediately from your, you know, your boss or something like that. Wow. Yes. So it's interesting because you, you write to corporate, your friend writes to corporate Domino. They never hear about the CEO, the people no, at top never hear about But they stuff. have somebody who was responsible for communicating that concern down yeah. to the specific person and say, take care of this. Mm-hmm. Like, and it got done because you guys got the pizza. Yeah. As opposed to a company that's like, oh, it sort of gets lost in the yes. chain and you never end up getting the pizzas. Yeah. It's like good organizations like that yeah. make sure customers are appeased. Yes. Man, that is crazy. It is. Wow. I wonder how many emails he gets a day at that. I don't know, man. Like, you, you think about it. It's like, it's kind of weird for that to be, like, it's Who knows about email. that? That's not like an advertised it thing. Was, I, I, no, it's not. But uh, it was the New York Times had done a piece on Bezos and the way that he, like, operates his business. Mm-hmm. And it was more on, the article was actually specifically on how he communicates with his employees and with his customers. And, like, the whole point of it was that, he, yeah, he does have a personal email address that he reads and that he does respond to questions for. Like, Got it. So it's, like, really, the most richest, the richest man in the world still has a personal email address that's accessible by anybody that you can email that you could possibly get a personal response from Jeff, Jeff Bezos himself if there's an issue. Wow. That's incredible. It's kind of it's kind of beautiful, like beautifully brilliant. Jeff at Amazon.com. Like, Hi, my name is Riggs. Would you like to do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many of those he ends up getting. Man, man um, oh man, man. We kind of we kind of lost track from the wishes, right? Yeah. So we're still on three. I did two. Did you, did you do two? two? Um, so you're 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 two wishes. So uh, for all animals to animal be happy, and for all animals to be happy, that includes like getting rid of animal cruelty. All animals be happy. And for people to just not litter, like be aware of their action, their uh, their actions. And mine, uh, my, my first was that women rule the world, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. rule society. That was a good. And one. Uh, the second one, actually, kind of bouncing off of what you're saying, is like in regards to people just knowing how to uh, to to recycle and all that. Education, man. Like 
I would wish that the American education system would just be totally reoriented with a snap of a, fing- of mm-hmm. a finger, that we could fix all these, like, fundamental issues that we have from, like, not having adequate funding for textbooks to the basic curriculum of, like, teaching people things that are totally irrelevant and not necessary. Like, I wish that school would be an enjoyable experience for kids so that they got the, the life skills to be able to, like, critically think and socially interact with everyone else in a way that can make society the most productive Life skills, yeah. Life skills, like, that I wish, so specifically, I guess, the education system could be reoriented to focus on critical thinking and basic life skills that are practical, and the rest will take care of itself. You find find your passion, you're going to learn about what you want to learn about. Yes. But, like, you got to have the life skills to know how to find it. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, education system, probably the most intractable issue in, in American society is, like, you can't change the way that our education system runs. Right. I wish... I wish it would be as easy as the snap of a finger. Well, we talked about that a little bit before in one of the episodes where, like, when you get, like, when you get to junior high or high school, like, and you kind of, kind of know what you're interested in, then <laughs> you study specifically, like, that area, like it was in uh, Divergent, mm, when they get mm. split up into, like, groups, mm-hmm. kind of, a little bit. That's cool. Mm. All right. Wish number three. Wish number three. Oh, man. You've been very benevolent with your wishes so far. You've I been know. very uh, worldly oriented. Is yeah. there anything in your personal life that you, like, wish for yourself? Is there a selfishness element or oh, there... your wish is altruistic? Yeah. I w- Okay, okay. Here's no. Here, Just to switch it up, here's one that would be, well, you could call it selfishness. But I wish um, that I could have... We're going we're we're to go materialistic on this one. Like, it would be great if in the future I can have a house in the hills or, or like, Beverly Hills maybe. Have, it, it doesn't need to be, like, this crazy mansion or anything. But ideally, I'd want, like, a big-ass house with a maid and a butler. I don't want to cook my own meals. I want someone to prepare them for me. Um have a pool. I don't need shit like tennis court, basketball court, like all this crazy stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I would want a big ass yard. A huge. So Amen, maybe not, brother. Maybe not in the hill. Maybe or maybe not in the hills because it's all there's not like a whole lot of, those, of space. So yeah. I want to have a house with a a driveway that's like has that's like gravel, like, Will like Smith's rocks, like like away from the world. Yes, kind of like yes. The ranch yes. and yes. the big fields. ass house. With a huge ass yard, and on my property, I would also have uh, like w- like one or two of almost every animal. Like I just explained to you this th- that one time. I want this property with like mallards, some dogs, cats, you know, including lions and tigers that I could like give hugs and just play with, and uh, <laughs> all with these the animals, with the lions, birds, and. All. I have all these crazy animals oh. that just be my friends, and I could run out into the yard and like lie on the grass, and all of them come running towards me and just want to play with me. <laughs> oh man! So I kind of went back to like wish number three a little bit. Oh, I like that. That is nice. I want a helicopter. I could to learn how to fly a helicopter, mm. have my own private jet, and uh, live the life of one who has billions of dollars. Oh my goodness. Millions doesn't billions it, like yeah, doesn't almost too yeah. much too much money to too know much to money with. to count, yeah. But well, Trav, have have uh, like 
Unlimited money. Unlimited money Unlimited and have money. all my other wishes. <laughs> then I could go. just build and construct anything that I want. There you go. Yeah, yeah the, the standard. Yeah. Yeah, I would go. You know, it's interesting because I, I'm split on my third one. Or real quick. Yeah, go. Go. If I had any wish, I would want to have the ability to travel through time. Oh, my God. I didn't even. And then I can play that. the stock market and still know. have millions of dollars. The ability to travel through time. The knowledge. No, wow. Yeah, because that's basically unlimited knowledge. Yes. The ability to travel through time is I would want access to, to unlimited to power, time. basically, because you know everything. Like, there's nothing that would ever surprise you. There's I don't know if I'd want to. It would be cool because it would be cool to travel to the future, but I wouldn't want to know things that would screw with my present. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to go see my future self. I would just want to go into the future just to see the technology and to, like, to see the things that are going on in the world. But I wouldn't want to take that information and back to the back to my present and fuck with my present. Bro, like, I have a feeling that if you were to travel in the future, uh, like, 50 years from now and see the technology, you would go into, like, catatonic shock. Yeah. Like, you would you'd be like, this isn't possible. Like, you know maybe Westworld type shit where you have robots that look exactly like humans. It's just like, what world are we living in? Well, right it was now? like, they're talking about it in an it episode of, uh, with, of Nerdist or ID10T where like the technology that comes out today, like, yo, like it's believed was like, Oh, I can get this because you are able to relate that to other pieces of technology Correct. in the area. Yes. So it's like, it's like, oh, Google Maps. Oh, yeah, because you already have an understanding of what GPS is and what the internet is. So, like, to have this device like an iPhone is like, oh, this is really cool, but it's not going to, like, stop your brain from working. It's so amazing. But imagine, you know, going back 100 years trying to explain this. Even 50 years trying to explain to somebody, like, oh, yeah, you know, this jet can travel from New York to London in four hours. W- wait, What? How no, that That's no, possible. no, it is. It's possible. Yeah, can't yeah. Happen. Oh, and see this. Do you want to talk to your friend from on the other side of the country? Here, he's right here. It's it's like a mirror, but you're not looking at yourself. You're looking at your friend, and they're talking. And you can see what they're doing. It's called FaceTime. Wait, what? They they look on the other side of the phone. Like, wait, what? You want to access all human knowledge? Just uh, yeah. pull, pull up this little square device, yeah. and it has all of, all of, all human knowledge, yeah. right there. Like, it's yours. Like, for for two hundred bucks, sure, two hundred bucks, you can have all of human knowledge. Yeah, like that is just unfathomable. And so you look at like, because I, I was even thinking about the the culture, the way that the culture operates or society operates. Remember, even um, before cell phones became a thing, uh, that would have been what twenty years ago or so. The cell phones were like not popular, or like the very like, first the cell phone was first. devised in like the late seventies. So the late, but it didn't become a uh, a regular com- it, like a cell phone. Cell phone did not become a commercially available product until late nineties, uh, the late nineties, like uh, a regular early thing. Two thousands, um, but even even. Uh, around the early 2000s, the aughts, that still wasn't something where you would see news reports, for example, they had the generic stock footage of people walking down the street, you know, a busy, crowded uh, New York street, right? Yeah. And the generic thing would be just, you know, faceless bodies walking, everyone, everyone just walking, doing their thing. Yeah. Now, uh, 15 Everyone. years later, you switch it, everyone's, everyone's head is down, and it's like, the shift is just, it's it's subtle, but it's, I mean... 
huge because you're like, wait just a second, all these people, like, just the way that we um, present ourselves yeah. in society, it's like, it's not just one of us, it's all of us. Like, everyone is looking down at their phone as they're walking, as opposed to 10, 10 15 years ago, where everyone's looking up, and it's like, we've experienced a cultural shift. Yeah. Like, in how we are, you know, how we view sure. the world. And no one thinks of it as weird anymore, either. Like, people used to be like... Oh, all those annoying people who are, like, looking at their cell phones while they're walking down the street. Now it's like, everyone does that. And it's like, pe- people are trying to pass Looking at the weather, stuff. reading looking articles, the social yeah, media, yeah. text message. What is it? Uh, there's an ad going on, something about, they name a stat of, like, people now spend, like, 95% of their lives indoors. What? Yeah. I was, um, yesterday, or not yesterday, maybe a couple days ago. Not that that has any relevance to the, the actual story, <laughs> but That's fine. I was doing some yard work and um, I was like moving, I was like grabbing like dead grass that I was raking out and I was just like, oh man, like this feels so good in my hand to have this dead grass and some of this dirt. Like you have a, it's like I'm connecting right now with the earth. And I was outside and um, I had, was wearing sandals and I took them off and I was just barefoot in my grass. Mm-hmm. But it just felt so good to, like, have this earth in my hand. It was like, <sighs> you know, feels good. Same thing when I was doing the movie the other day in the forest. I'm walking in the forest and you hear the birds chirping and you see the trees and the wind blows. And you can smell, you know, uh, the smells of the forest. You're outside and you're connected. And you're just like, again, you breathe in, you breathe out. And you're just like, oh, this is relaxing. I think that in a previous life, uh, you probably died around 1986. Me? You, you and your previous life. Based on the but scientific were, data that you have Based on right the now. scientific data. But you were, uh, you were a raging hippie in the 70s who, like, was totally connected with nature and was one of those people who just um, was at one with the world. Yeah. Was at one with the wind. And uh, your reincarnation now is uh, experiencing echoes of your past oh lives. yeah i really think that uh if you have any belief in incarnation reincarnation yeah, sure. uh i could totally see because i mean it's like you as a person are relatively normal i would say you know and uh but then you have these visceral experiences that are just like it's like a not necessarily a different person but it's like it's unique it's yeah. like there is there is something that sort of transcends um, the environment that you were brought up in, right? It comes right. from it comes from outside the world that you were raised and grew up. Okay, in. yeah, yeah. Like, sure, and sure. So it's like it's interesting. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, dude, getting in touch with nature is awesome. Backpacking was awesome. Just being alone. <laughs> I love when uh, it was really cool because I remember when I was backpacking one time when. Especially when you're backpacking all day and you just sit there and you're tired and maybe you take a nap in the grass or something like that. Like, nature forgets that you're there. Like, you you know, you're mm-hmm. not – you spend mm-hmm. enough time where mm-hmm. it doesn't see you as, like, this outside thing. Like, I was taking a nap and I noticed, like – I think, like, a mouse was on. I was, like, half asleep and, like, a mouse started, like, crawling around on me or something weird. And then I freaked out or something. <laughs> But it's like, oh, it's cool where you're outside and you're just like chilling out and you can you can sense that 
you when you're sitting enough, spending enough time outside in one spot, you can sense like nature coming back because it doesn't. Yes, see like, you like as a threat. You, you as a human being, like we as human beings, create disturbances wherever yes, we go. Yes, and so yes. like we have this Perfect. like this this bubble of like disturbance. Yes, that completely negates natural nature. And when we just be still and we we sit and we are calm and we allow that bubble to shrink and and slowly it with retreats within ourselves yes, until until it is gone it. and we are we are one with nature because yes. nature accepts us as no longer a disrupting force within yes. the environment. That is exactly it. Yeah, yeah totally, that's absolutely. Exactly it's a it. it's a beautiful experience because you you certain you suddenly start hearing the birds chirp again. Maybe yeah. one will land by you or something like that. The squirrels animals come back come out. Come a little bit closer towards you or something Fucking like squirrels. that. Don't even get started on squirrels and bird feeders. <laughs> it's been an ongoing battle. We're gonna uh, kill those motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> no man, but I, I I and that's why I love being outside so much. Like I. I love the gazebo in the back of the house yeah. as just sitting there and, and allowing nature to return. It's like, it's such a beautiful experience. Yeah. I mean, irreplaceable. It is great. Man, oh man. Um, so my last wish, I don't think that okay, I... Okay, yeah, yeah, what's your last I, I wish? I done, uh, it's, you know, uh, I would say it's, I'm torn, right? Because on one hand, like, I like the, I like the idea of being able to do whatever it is that I've like genuinely just wanted to do like right now I want to be an advocate for like recovery like mm-hmm. for those struggling with like gambling addictions right. kind of thing. like I would love the opportunity to just be able to do that and like do follow my passion like write up write books like do whatever it is like and not have to worry about supporting myself like would love that that but on the other hand I'm also like I kind of wish for um for a, the lifetime love and support of friends and family, like being able to to trust that you are loved through your whole life, and that there there is no duplicity or deception or stuff like that. Okay, that there is just genuine lo- love and compassion between those that I consider within my social world. Interesting. Yeah. Very um, interesting. Because I feel like for me, uh, uh, you know, love of friends and family. When I when I get ready to pass away from this world, like I want to be able to look around at a congregation of faces that I have interacted with. It's like not necessarily that I'm you know I'm the one who like does all these great things and have impacted their yeah. lives, but rather it's a tapestry and it, it's yeah. it, it's an interwoven web of social relationships that I want to be able to look at and say what a beautiful thing that I've experienced. Yeah, and so like that's one of those wishes that's you know maybe it's not unrealistic to like think that that wish could come true but i've experienced enough uncertainty in mm-hmm. that uh, possibility that i would wish that that would be a thing wow very cool yeah because i don't think it's until you experience deception and deceit and betrayal of friendship and trust that you truly gain an appreciation for the authenticity of the love and respect of friends and family around you and it's like that, that you cannot put a price on. No, not at all. Man, that's a good note to end on. Hmm.